excuse my lack of voice today. Welcome to WeChat Divorce Podcast. For those who've been listening to us on our recent podcast, you know that we talk about real situations, real people, and real divorce. I may not have got them in the correct order there, but you get the gist. (laughs) So this is our first podcast for January 2019. And because we know everyone thinks about resolutions in January and a new year, that's what we're going to talk about today. For those people facing divorce or thinking about divorce, you probably are looking at different resolutions than you would be if that wasn't right directly in your path. And you know, it makes us really sad to think of people who are unhappily married, especially during the holidays. Because when you're unhappy, you behave in a way that doesn't allow you to live your best life. You're just waiting for every day to begin, or actually every day to end, so a new one can begin. Most of the time, you don't even know which end is up. And it's easy to overlook all the beauty in the world and all the possibilities of being joyful or being happy. And sometimes we think we wouldn't know happy if it slapped us in the face. Well, I guess you have to be sad to realize what happy is. I agree. Yeah. I'm happy now. So am I, but not when I was going through my divorce. It was really good thing was my New Year's resolution, of course, now is to lose weight. When I got divorced, I had that nice divorce diet. I lost it automatically. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it all came back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And when you're going through a divorce, it's easy kind of to stay closed up of sorts and look at others with envy and look at them as though they have a life that you always dreamed of and you can't see beyond your pain to envision yourself living with purpose and aspirations and attaining your dreams. It seems like something that is beyond you or beyond something you can ever achieve. And Catherine and I, we know this firsthand because we went through it ourselves. We felt all those emotions while we were going through our own divorce divorces. And you know what? We also know it doesn't have to be this way. I know. How many times did you think about, I can't wait to get through the holiday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first one, the second one. And for people coming through our offices, we see that pain in their eyes too. And we saw a lot of it even this past year when they're facing that holiday and they, they don't even know what they're going to do. Do we decorate a tree or not? Do we you know, go with family or not, they had to make a lot of critical decisions that they really weren't ready to make. And it was really concerning to hear all the individuals who kept saying, 2019 is my year. That's the year I'm going to become happy. I'm going to get a divorce. That's the year I'm just going to get through this holiday and wait for January to come. And my New Year's resolution is to myself to be happy and they still don't really know what to do or where to go or how to even start the process. And so concerns me that they're just going to jump into it mm-hmm. and not take the right steps or not consider some things that they should be considering. Or they'll just let the year go by and still live in a world where they're not living their best life because they're, they're too afraid to venture out of what, they're, what they know yeah. into the world of the unknown. Or even to take the steps to explore it, whether that becomes the final decision or not. I think some people think that even to say the word divorce 
or even to talk about it means you've made a commitment. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not true at all because a lot of people, I don't, maybe not a lot, but some people, once they start exploring, they realize that that's not the answer and that's not the real issue. Mm -hmm. Conversely, there's also those people that start to explore and and start to feel better and start to say, yes, I need to do this for myself and start to see light at the end of the tunnel. I found it interesting to watch the polar plunge. Do you ever watch that? Oh, no. I saw it on social media, though. (laughs) Okay. So this year down the beach, um, it didn't seem as bad because it was 40 degrees or 46 degrees, the water. I remember previous years it being like negative degrees. I can't even imagine. No. I Never. No. I have to be sweating and it has to be hot for me to get in the water. Um, But I thought about it and I said, look at all these people just taking a plunge because it's something that they just want to do or it's liberating or they're ready to start the new year feeling cleansed or Mm -hmm. they've achieved something that nobody else can achieve or their friends will not think of doing. And I thought about how many women in particular – are sitting at home saying, I'm ready to take that plunge. Like, I'm ready to get a divorce. I'm ready to do this. I'm feeling like this is my time. So there are really 10 really, I think, important things I think you and I mention all the time that I think would be a good idea to maybe share. Yes, because even if you are going to take the plunge, and I have never met a person who did, although I think Luann Kahn, she talked about doing, I think she does the polar plunge Mm. every year. But even if you are going to take the plunge, there's still some preparation to be done. You have to explore what it's going to be about, what it's going to mean to you, what you need to have gear-wise before and after. Mm -hmm. So those are preparations that you need to make so that you're prepared for that plunge, right? So I would need to buy a scuba suit. (laughs) (laughs) I would need to be wrapped in a heat wrap. (laughs) But it was very true about getting a divorce, too. It was like, what do you need? Yeah, and we all know our limits on that. So there's 10. If you're facing divorce, there's 10 resolutions that you really should consider throughout 2019 or throughout January 2019. And the very first one is it does matter where you start. Know your options. Absolutely. Yeah. How many people do we have coming that say, I wish I would have came in the beginning? Mm -hmm. Just to know all the options rather than just to follow the instructions of what one of your friends did Mm -hmm. or what one of your family members did doesn't necessarily mean it's what you have to do. Yeah. And it matters where you are. I say this all the time. It matters where you are emotionally, physically, and financially before you take definitive steps. You really do need to know all of those different perspectives and all of what that means to you and your divorce because everybody's divorce is very different. Even if you're talking to a friend, a family member, that it seems the same. I'm telling you, no no divorce is the same. I agree. It's just like having kids. No experience is the same. Mm -hmm. That's number one. It matters where you start. Know your options. Number two, this is one of Catherine's big ones. Divorce does not define you. Absolutely. Do not look at somebody and say, oh, she's a divorcee and I know everything about her. That is all she's known for. And something went wrong in order for her to be a divorcee. Divorce does not define you who you are. How you live your life is what defines who you are. It's a part of your journey. 
And it's something that you've experienced, like a lot of people experience, but it doesn't become a label for you. What makes our story so great is that we experience certain transitions, right? Exactly. And so I wouldn't be sitting here right now with you if I didn't go through my divorce. Mm-hmm. Right. I think of that as a positive. Yep. I agree. Absolutely. So remember, divorce does not define you. It's a choice you will or will not make, and you'll move ahead in that confidence. Number three, believe in yourself because you are enough and you do deserve to be happy. You know, that brings me back to my own personal story where my ex would say to me, we have a better marriage than anybody else out there. And he would name our friends off. Do you think they have a better marriage? Do you think they have a better marriage? Or he would always be throwing at me that I needed to do more or I need to. And maybe I did. I don't know. But for me, I realize now at 52 that I am enough. Like who I was, bad mood, good mood, whatever, that I'm okay and I am enough. And I deserve to be happy. Exactly. And I think one of the biggest emotions of divorce is guilt. Mm -hmm. That plagues pretty much everybody. As a matter of fact, I don't know anyone who I've met who've gone through the divorce process where guilt doesn't plague them. It plagued me tremendously. Um, I, I was always saying Does this mean I'm not a good mom? Will my kids be okay? Am I making the right decision? All all of these um, pieces of the journey that I would approach, guilt would be first and foremost. And, And as I look back, I think, yeah, everyone was okay and everyone is okay. And it was the right decision for me in that time. And had I believed that I deserved to be happy and had I believed that following my gut was the best decision to do, I I think that guilt would have been suppressed a little bit. And I could have made not better decisions, but less fearful decisions. Well, you know, we see it all the time and it it really, you know, I'm an emotional person, Mm -hmm. so I have to hold back my own emotions when, you know, women are sitting in here, mostly women, occasionally the men are crying because they just want to be happy and they want peace in their lives, but they feel so guilty for wanting that. Mm -hmm. The problem that I have with that is that when it gets to the tough part of the divorce process, they want to just give in and let their husbands bully them into signing off on something just because they feel guilty about disrupting the lifestyle that both parties had. Mm -hmm. And that's really not their burden. Or making their spouse upset because they've never, that's never been um, a decision or an option for them. They've always lived according to the village rules when they got married. And now 10, 15, 20 years down the road, things are changing and they don't really know how to change that mindset or, or I call it the language of making that transition. And it's very tough. And it's normal to feel sad yeah. or to, to, to lose something that you thought you had or that yeah. you wanted to have. But to feel guilty, we really need to start letting go of that because, mm-hmm. as I always say, it takes two people to get divorced. Yeah. I mean, neither party is re- totally responsible. But we don't need to feel guilty for doing the best we could at the time we were doing it. Yeah. And we don't need to feel guilty about wanting to be happy because what else is there When you're making a a financial, emotional, or a decision about your physical space that's good for you and someone else happens not to be happy about it, it doesn't mean you're being mean. 
And it, it doesn't mean anything other than you're making the best decision for yourself and your family. So sometimes you have to allow for people to kind of travel their own journey and experience their own emotions and let that be okay for the moment. Yeah. Okay. So that was believe in yourself because you are enough and you deserve to be happy. Number four, bullying in any way, shape, or form is never acceptable, not even in divorce. It's not okay. Not from your attorney, not from any other professional that you're dealing with, not from your spouse, not from your children, not from from your your family. Bullying is unacceptable. Yes. And you need to develop some thick skin and some tools in order to respond to that in a safe way so that you can protect yourself because obviously they're always going to your family and your friends and other people are always going to be in your life. So how would Karen, you're a legal liaison, so you see this a lot. Mm -hmm. How would you see, or I should say you see it more often than we ever hope to see it. Mm -hmm. How would, give me an example on how an attorney, if if I'm hiring an attorney and they're Mm -hmm. working for me, how could they possibly bully me? Well, it would probably be more in a passive way. Um, Typically, I see it when the attorney um, just wants you to concede on decisions that are very important to you because um, they have either dropped the ball or they don't really have the skills to um, advocate on your behalf. Um, Some attorneys are not as equipped to get you what you need as as they should be. So every divorce or every client really needs a a specific attorney for their situation. And so just because your friend says, oh, this attorney helped me the best, your situation may require a different type of attorney. And so that's where we play a really big role is not only helping you Find the attorney specific to your situation, your emotional bandwidth, and your willingness to walk away or fight for for what you need in order to sustain your new life. Um, And then once you have that, then we're able to help not only your attorney understand your needs, but we're able to help you understand for those things that you want what your attorney will need to do. And so we help that communication because sometimes if if you're really fighting for a lot and it's really important to you, you have to understand that it could be a more expensive divorce. So it's it's really learning all the dynamics and the elements of litigation um, so that you don't get swept up in the emotion of it. And your attorney really is doing his or her job um, and it. And you're kind of left to your own devices if you don't understand all the elements of litigation and what they can and cannot do for you. And and sometimes their personality is going to not benefit you. And so you just have to know that. Mm -hmm. And how we see that a lot with um, spouses bullying each other is towards the end when we're negotiating, right? Mm -hmm. So you will negotiate with a spouse and then the spouse will not feel comfortable and realizes that they have more control over you when you're home alone. So they'll say things like, I didn't really agree to that, or I'm not agreeing to that, 
or I'll go for more custody of the children, the threats, or I'll quit my job and I won't work anymore. So I can't afford to make any of those payments. And you start to panic. So you sign off on something that you shouldn't sign off on or that you're going to severely regret six months to a year down the road. We'll never be friends. We won't Mm -hmm. co-parent. I'll never help you. You'll never see me again. Anything that would play on their emotions or your emotions, I should say, that's bullying. That is unacceptable. And there's ways around that. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't want to exacerbate the situation, but it really is important that um, tools and tools are utilized to develop a way to navigate through that because it doesn't end with divorce, especially when children are involved. Right. To setting that um, groundwork, if that's the right word for the path ahead, is really established during the divorce negotiations. So when you have support from your um, divorce team to help you with that, it's really important that you engage then. Well, when you learn to stand up to bullying and recognizing it Mm -hmm. throughout this process, you will feel much stronger Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to, as you said, Karen, is bring that forward past divorce Mm -hmm. and stick up for yourself and your beliefs because you are doing the best thing for yourself and your children. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. Right. Um, And so if you could take away one tip with the bullying is if you're being approached currently, just respond with one word. And that's that's interesting. So when they threaten things against you, just say interesting and walk away. You can decide your response later. Exactly. And I'm going to throw something in here because it's not always bullying. Sometimes. Um, it's just that people are just have a no conflict personality, but at all times you have to preserve your well being. And it's not that you're being bullied. Sometimes people are just saying what they want, and that doesn't mean you have to give it to them. It's just them vying for what they want, and that's not necessarily bullying. But but again, it's important that you know your options and you stand in that space so that you are you know, creating your new life for yourself. So bullying is never acceptable, not even in divorce. Number five, divorce does not mess up your kids. It's how both parents behave before, during, and after divorce that can mess up your kids. Oh, boy. Big, big, big. (laughs) Do I firmly believe that? And it's true. And that resolution um, is just summed up right in that nutshell. It doesn't mess up your kids. It's how parents behave. And again, developing those communication skills during the divorce process definitely preserves the ability to parent better after divorce. The kids need it. The kids need their parents to step up into that space. And there is a reason you're getting divorced. And it's between you and your spouse. There is never a good time to bring your children in the middle of your divorce. It will not benefit you. And if it benefits you for the short term, it will not benefit you for the long term. So keep it between you and your spouse. I know it's hard, Mm -hmm. but it's very important. Um, Keep your kids out of it. Yeah. And if you need someone to talk to, hire a therapist. It's it's just so important. The kids are going to know. And if you are getting a divorce and you are separating, tell the kids 
and enough time that they can emotionally prepare to well, make a plan. You make know, a make plan. a plan. Yeah. One doesn't tell the other without the other. You really have to think this out. Yeah. Um, they're innocent in this process. So you really have to be on the same sp- whatever page it's going to say, um, whatever your feelings are towards each, o- each other. You have to come together when it comes to the kids. Yeah. Otherwise, the kids will be messed up. Number six, when negotiating your divorce, know that there is a difference between what is fair and what is equitable. I love that one. Yeah. Because, you know, we're used to just lining up all of your assets and just saying, you take that one, I take this one, this is in your name, that's in my name. You know, if we have four hundred thousand, you're getting two hundred thousand, and I'm getting two hundred thousand. You keep the house. How I many agreements this. have we seen like that coming through our office? Oh, and it's easy for everyone. Oh it's my a very goodness! Very linear way to think. Yeah, you know, I'm attached to this asset, so I'll put it over here. And then when I actually do an analysis as a certified divorce financial analyst, you realize that when you consider all other factors such as taxes, growth potential. Cash. Yeah. That when you take that those factors out, what looked like you got two hundred thousand and he got two hundred thousand, you may have really netted out with a hundred thousand and he netted out with two hundred thousand. So that's not really equitable, or is that fair? So you need to really look at all the assets, think of the pros and cons of each of them, and then decide how to divide the assets. Right. And that portion of the assets needs to benefit your new lifestyle. So you need a certain amount of cash, a certain amount of retirement money, a certain amount of all a whole variety of the assets that will fit your new lifestyle. How about just yesterday when a master ordered a, a an order that the wife would get certain bank accounts. And then when she got there, the money was gone. Yeah. So how is that fair and equitable? It wasn't. Right. It wasn't. It was an exacerbated um, conference officer who just wanted it to be done. This needs to be clarified and reviewed before anything is signed. Yeah. And before you agree. So that's incredibly important. A lot of people say, oh, it's easy. We're just splitting down the middle. 80 90% of the time, you are not splitting down the middle, and you won't realize it until you're one or two years out. And listen, if you have clarity, then go ahead and do it, but have the clarity first. Agreed. Number seven, you are stronger than you think. Oh, my gosh, right? They always say, God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. Mm -hmm. Why does God think I can handle so much? (laughs) Right? And after 2018, I bet a lot of people are saying, wow, I just exercised some new muscles there. Right. And you will. We always are exercising new muscles. And yeah, it's important. We are so strong. Um, We just don't give ourselves enough credit for it. We only look at the times that we're not strong and say, how am I going to get through this? Will I get through this? I mean, I look back at even going through my own divorce I I still can't believe that every nine days I drove 12 hours to Hilton Head and 12 hours back based on my ex and my two children's schedules. Mm -hmm. And I just did that without thinking, Mm -hmm. without talking to anybody. Um, I was being talked to not so nicely Mm -hmm. on the phone, just panicking. But I think about it now, like, how the heck did I do that? Because when I drive there now, what do I say to you? I can't make this drive anymore. <laughs> I know <laughs> you do. It's too long. It's, our office is in Hilton Head and it yeah. takes so long to get there. I have to fly. I can't do it. And then I think back, no, I did do it. I'm stronger mm-hmm. than I think. 
Yeah. Um, there's so many instances, I'm sure you two can think back, like, how did I do that? And, and we do do it. We do do it. And you do it by developing your team and gathering your resources and really relying and staying focused on what's most important to you. And, you know, and sometimes not doing it perfectly. Yeah. But what is perfectly? There is no perfect. No. You're doing the best you can every day and not wasting energy on things that don't need your attention in that moment. Um, I think that's the value. We have an online course. It's two and a half hours. You'll find it on our website, www.mydivorcesolution.com. That course has been so well received because it does give you a lot of tools, a lot of things to think about. And it really gives you a, a, a basis on which to formulate some opinions about your specific situation. It's, it's kind of like a prep course. Um, right. You don't take divorce. the SAT class without taking the prep course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless you were my son who thought he knew it all. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up doing well, so I let it go. But, yeah. Um, so it really is. is. It's a good, I mean, I'm so proud of that because yeah. that's something I wish I would have had. It just kind of wakes you yeah. up to some of the things you'll be exposed to. Yeah. And then when you are exposed to it, you have that, aha, I, I heard yeah. about that or I listened to that. Yeah. You know, so I am. That is you can avoid the baptism by fire moments when you <laughs> yeah. do things like that. All right. So you are stronger than you think. Number seven. Number eight. Please do not feel guilty for wanting to be happy. I think we addressed that a little bit um, earlier on. But if you're not happy, no one else is happy around you. You just bring down the whole room. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of weeding myself away from negativity. It's important. I, I just don't want it. I don't yeah. need it. There's enough negative stuff in my own personal life that I have to deal with, right? Mm -hmm. We all have that. We all have situations that arise. Why do I have to be around it? Now, listen, you can cry to me all day long if you want to, mm -hmm. but tomorrow we're going to have a good day. We're yeah. not going to cry tomorrow. Yeah. Right? You're going to cry less tomorrow. You're going to exactly. cry one hour less tomorrow. <laughs> I am a crier. <laughs> and if you are feeling guilty, like just like that, just try to feel a little less guilty. Just let it go. Day. Because the, the more happiness you allow in your life, and a lot of us, it really is a function of allowing happiness. Mm -hmm. The more you want and the more you'll feel good about. So just hang on to that. Don't feel guilty for wanting to be happy. Number nine, knowledge in divorce is everything. 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 Know it. Own it. Knowledge in divorce. And not notice we did not say Googling. Right. Googling will confuse the heck out of you. Yeah. Knowledge. Knowledge is everything. That's like me when I go on MD, WebMD. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am you. not a medical person at all. So if I go yeah. on WebMD... I might, I think that I have everything wrong with me or uh, my friend has everything wrong with her or what have you. Oh I, my goodness. I, yeah, it's terrible. People call in and tell me they've done research and they say all of these crazy things. And I say, where did you do your research <laughs> or who did you talk to while I was Googling? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Knowledge in divorce is everything. Number 10, you will be okay. Yes, you will. You will. We will, we are and were, and you will be, and you are okay. And you know, there are adjustments to make. So you might not live in the big house anymore, or you might not have the lifestyle that you were accustomed to, or you might have a better lifestyle than you were accustomed to. It, you know, so it's not like you, you just get over it. I mean, it took me years to just let it all go. Yeah. And a lot of years, it wasn't like tomorrow. 
you know, it was two and a half years before I was ready to get into a relationship. It was five years till I let it all go of what I thought I had. You know, it's it's seven years, so I'm really ready to get married again. You know, so it's a it's a long process, and some do it quicker than others. Mm-hmm. But you will be okay. Yeah, you will be okay. Some people and most people are actually better than okay, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. Yeah, it is. So please take these ten resolutions. Take them to heart, especially if you're facing divorce or considering divorce. It's a really important step of your life and not one to be taken lightly. Um, It is overwhelming. It is stressful. But there are really good resources and tools out there for you. And if we can help in any way, please reach out to us. You're not alone. You're not the only person who's gone through this. You will be okay. Just give yourself the patience and the time to make these resolutions to yourself because we're wishing you the best 2019. Cheers to all of you. Next month, we'll be back. We're going to have special guests, uh, other divorce professionals, and actually even some of our former clients who want to share with you their stories and experience. So stay tuned. Uh, We'll see you next month. If you want us to talk about anything in particular, or if you have a question, do not hesitate sending us a request through our email or just calling our office directly. Hello at mydivorcesolution.com. We'll get you right into our inboxes. Happy New Year to all of you. Bye.